My friend, we cannot keep this a secret any longer. Let us punish the guilty. Let us reward the innocent. My friend, can your heart stand the shocking facts about... Hi friends, welcome to Wide Bloody Valentine. I'm Rich and I'm here with Carolyn. Hi. And we just watched The Babadook. Again. Again. Once again. Very allegorical. Allegorical. Allegor. Allegory. Allegories in this movie. Allegory is. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, it's legit kind of scary if I'm being honest. Yeah, it is. It's, it's not the least scary movie. Uh, it's less scary the second time around, but super tense nonetheless. Do you agree? No. It was just as tense and scary. Oh, okay. And a queer icon, this peculiar creature, Mr. Babadook. Gentleman yeah. Babadook. Yes, how? How? Well, I said I'd look into why this is the case, and I think the best I found is an article from the New Yorker titled... The Babadook is a frightening, fabulous new gay icon. I won't read it all, but I'll read a little bit of it, okay? Mm -hmm. Because it's a pretty long article. Quote, It was Netflix, at least allegedly, that helped to inspire the monster's new identity. Late in 2016, a screenshot surfaced on social media showing The Babadook listed under the streaming service's LGBT menu. Though many claim that the image is doctored, Netflix, whose representatives seem to be in on the joke, may well choose to take credit for the provision of a new queer icon after its unpopular decision earlier this month to cancel the gay-friendly science fiction series Sense8. So it's an older article. This is an older movie. Mm -hmm. So it started out as a kind of joke in that sense, which is how a lot of things start on the internet. They just made the Babadook gay? Yeah, they just put it in there as like, haha, look at how gay the Babadook is. Okay. And a lot of things start out on the internet like that. Pepe the Frog kind of started out like that, and now it's like this right-wing icon. But the We're back in the article now. But the Babadook's new fabulousness seems to align quite reasonably with queer readings of better-known beasts such as Frankenstein and Freddy Krueger. Like those other misunderstood figures, he originated in anonymity, shunned by traditional folks whom his presence threatened. The grieving widow of Kent's film discovers him in a frightening, flamboyant pop-up book on her son's shelf. Fearing the creature's transgressive influence, his shameless oddity, his aggressive manner, she attempts to burn his manifesto, only to learn that attempting to get rid of the Babadook actually enlivens him. His book reappears on her doorstep, replete with the brash self-assertion of most coming-out anthems. I'll wager with you, the monster writes in what could be a Lady Gaga Garrick. I'll make you a bet. The more you deny, the stronger I get. So, like, the more you say you're not gay, the more gay you are? No. <laughs> not at all. <clears throat> the more... Thou dost protest too much? No. I think what they're trying to say is, the more you try to push us into the closet, the more we'll throw it in your face. Okay. I'm down with that. So you should read the rest of the article if you're interested. We have a movie to cover and a cast to talk about. First up is Essie Davis as Amelia. She is most well-known for this in something called Miss Fisher. Never heard of it? Seems somewhat popular, I guess. She was also in three episodes of Game of Thrones as Lady Crane. Mm -hmm. Next up is Noah Wiseman as Samuel. He is most well-known for playing this annoying little fucking brat kid. And he only has five total credits, so nothing, nothing more than this, really. And he is annoying as fuck in this yeah, movie. Yeah, he did really good. Yeah. Real fucking annoying. I think we've already talked quite a lot in the intro, though, so that's where we'll leave it with the cast. This is very much a two-person movie, even though there's other people in it. Her sister. Oh, her yeah. sister's I mean, little shithead kid. There's always other people in it. But this is a two-person movie. On to the film. We start out hot. Woman in distress flipping around. Glass, fry, glass flying. 
a car accident, a dead guy, a child crying mom. Now, I did not count the dad as dying here, but I did count him later because you kind of see him die. In that, he's just somewhat dead. Like... It's a dream, so it's... Plus, he can only die one time. Yeah. So, well, yeah, we're going to count it as... We're going to count him as one death, but it's way later. So we'll get into the numbers right now. No boobs in this movie. One masturbation, though. Um, One death. One dead dog. Which, they're going to have to get over that. They're going to have to get past that. She did murder the dog. It was made in 2014, 92 minutes, and it is not rated. No rating whatsoever because hmm. it didn't have a wide theatrical re- release. So a lot of streaming movies, direct-to-video shit doesn't get a rating. It kind of has to be in the theaters. Gotcha. And plus there's just unrated versions of films. So this is a dream. Uh, now there is a dead person, but like I said, I don't think this constitutes a death for the count. Later on it does. Three Little Pigs for the Boy. It's sleepy time. He grinds his teeth and strangles his mother while they're sleeping. Yeah, co-sleeping with kids that big is not fun. Especially when they strangle you. Like, he was like... Like digging into her. Like choke slam. Like, he's the fucking undertaker, but they're laying down. If they were standing up, he would choke slam her right to hell. Just like the great undertaker, or Kane, who is not as great as him. Why do you got your WWE reference out of the way? Yeah, it's in there, but I had to make sure everyone knew it was in there. Okay. I was never the biggest fan of The Undertaker. He was always just kind of big star, but he was never like, oh, my favorite wrestler's The Undertaker. No. Nope. There was always someone I liked more. Brett the Hitman Hart. Yeah. For sure. Loved Brett the Hitman Hart. Okay. Movie. Oh. Best there is, best there was, best there ever will be. The house is kind of dingy and very gray. The whole movie really is. Like, good luck designing a more depressing house than this. It's gray. It's poorly lit. It's it's gray, but it's gray in a way that looks like it was kind of just painted. It's really fucking weird. That's kind of how the whole movie is. Like, the book is a black and white book. and Yeah, everything. The atmosphere in this movie is great. Mm-hmm. Even like when they're driving around, it's seems like it's always overcast. Yeah. Never sunny till the end. Which is obviously on purpose. Yeah, like that's, uh, the that's point. obviously the point. Little kid is just destroying the fucking house, preparing for monsters because he's gonna fight them all. He's he's breaking windows. This he's mon- very brave. Yeah, he is. For for a while, he does piss his pants later. I mean, yeah. I mean, but he is what seven. Yeah. Something so like he's that. scared. But he's also brave. Like, that's kind of the definition of being brave is doing shit when you're scared. Yes. Yes, he's brave. And he's also destroying the house. And the mom, the mom at this point in the movie is already so far gone at her wit's end that he's like breaking windows and she does not care. She does not give a fuck. She's yeah, like, I can relate. Yeah. No, you can't. You still care. Yeah. Yeah, sadly. But I can relate. He's also a magician. He's a regular Penn and Teller. Penn and Teller, September 22nd at the Wind Creek in Bethlehem. Hint, hint. What are you hinting about? That I'd like to go see Penn and Teller on September 22nd at the Wind Creek Center Why are you hinting? You're a grown-ass man. Just go. That's true. It doesn't work like that for me, though. I need to be pushed into anything, even things I want to do. Go. There, I pushed you. Just <clears throat> go. Buy the tickets. Push it real good. Mum works in an old folks home. I'm going to try to call her mum. Okay. Because this is an Australian movie and they don't have moms, they have mums. Okay. Which sounds very close to a disease. Mum, mums. Mum doesn't sound as good as mom. If you ask a kangaroo... No. If you tell a kangaroo that you like their mom, would they say, thanks, she has pockets? Oh my God. Some dude flirts with her via sexist <laughs> and ageist jokes, and she kind of digs it. So she does kind of like this guy mm-hmm. that's like much younger than her, it seems. So she's going to get herself another really nice child. But he is nice to her. 
She has to leave, though, because the boy is bringing weapons to school, and he's going to get a monitor. One-on-one attention. Honestly, I think that's what he needs. Yeah, he would not... It would not harm him. This is a crazy child that hurts people. He does hurt people. Mm-hmm. So it's time for a little car ride to the supermarket. And this is where we find out the father was killed in an accident driving her to the hospital to have Samuel. Very sad. Yes, he tells complete strangers. My daddy lives in the cemetery or something like that, he says. Mm. That would be awkward. I'd be, I'd be like, because I'm so stupid. I'd be like, is he a groundskeeper? Oh, my God. Is he the caretaker? The undertaker. Dong. I dated a girl in high school, dated a few girls in high school, but I dated one in particular, and her friend lived in a cemetery. I dated a few girls in high school. Yeah, (laughs) one or two girls in my past. Um, (laughs) Her friend lived in a cemetery. Yeah, in the cemetery. Weird. Her parents were like in charge of it. So, so they had to live on the property? They lived right at the property. They might have like owned the cemetery or something. I don't know. But they were in charge of it. No, thank you. And they lived right there. Like, you would go up the road into the cemetery, cemetery on the left, right, their house right on the left. It's like, they weren't surrounded by tombstones, but you could easily hit one with a rock if you tried. Wow. Ruby was supposed to have a joint party with her cousin Samuel, and um, they're not doing that anymore. Because that's fucking stupid. And it's only beneficial to Samuel. Mm-hmm. Because Amelia... Nobody likes that kid. So. Um, yeah, nobody likes this kid, with good reason. Amelia will not have his birthday party on his birthday. Because that is not his birthday, that's the day she lost her husband. Right. Very different. Samuel's climbing... Um, He gets in trouble, so she takes him home. And he gives, like, the dumb and dumber noise a run for its money when he's in the car. The most obnoxious noise ever or whatever the fuck it was from that movie. He does that multiple times in this movie in the car. And it gets worse and worse. I don't understand why he got in so much trouble just because he was standing up high. Like, just making it down. All the shit this kid does, I don't think this was trouble worthy at all. This is tame for this child. He's just up high. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's flinging baseballs through windows in the house out of homemade monster killing contraptions. Right. He should have gotten in trouble for that. But Much not more trouble. Climbing on the jungle gym. No, which is kind of what you do with the playground. Yeah. Yeah, I don't understand that part either. But it's bedtime. Samuel picks a book off the shelf. It's a pop up book. I loved a good pop up book when I was a kid. I thought they were the fucking coolest. I thought they were magic. I fucking loved them. Okay. Did you like them? I didn't have any. So here's what I liked when I was a kid, book-wise. We're talking this kid's age, seven, eight years old. I liked pop-up books. I liked Where's Waldo? And I liked Richard Scary books. That's what I liked. Um, Like book fair age, elementary school, I didn't usually get books to read or pop up or whatever i usually got the things that you color yeah i and i don't know what age i started reading goosebumps but once it was like a competition in school goosebumps books like how many goosebumps books you could end up with i had so fucking many goosebumps books i didn't read them all definitely not seven years old though no it was probably closer to 10 yeah but boy, did I love those. Yeah, I read Goosebumps books. R.L. Stein. And the Babysitter's Clubs. I wonder how many children R.L. Stein got into horror with those fucking Goosebumps books. Because I already liked horror movies by the time I was that age because my father would fucking let me watch whatever I wanted. So I'd already seen a million horror movies. So Goosebumps books weren't shocking to me and they weren't like transgressive or anything like that. I don't know if they even are. They're not, I don't know if they're that scary, but I had read scary stories to tell in the dark and all that shit by then. But boy, did I fucking love those books. Yeah, they were good. The book does, in fact, upset the boy, though. Oh, yeah. The mom tries to stop reading it. The boy does not allow it. Yeah, well, it's too late. 
Yeah, well, she kept going a little bit. But you could also see that it was trying to eat the little boy. Yeah, yeah, it was not good. So he must sleep with her, which sucks for her, because he's a bad, bad sleeper. You can kind of relate to this. But it seems he ends up there every night. Yeah, it seems like they always end up sleeping together. I can relate to what? Sleeping with a bad sleeper. You? Yeah, I can be a bad sleeper. Yeah, we're blanket divorced. Yeah, we're blanket divorced, because Carolyn can't be a responsible adult with the blanket i can't is it me i don't think it's me it's you you get hot you throw the blanket off you get cold again and you grab the blanket from me to put it back on instead of wherever you kicked it off at so you usually end up with three of the corners on yourself and there's one little corner left for me but you also don't want to touch me at night so it's really hard for me to use that one corner when I also can't touch you or you've built a pillow wall between us. Unless I want to touch you. In which case, then I touch you. Um, you would only want to touch me before you go to sleep, not mm. during your sleep. If you think you're going to get laid. So you think I'm the drama? Yeah. Which is why we're blanket divorced. I have my own blanket, you have your own blanket. Yours is a little bit lighter than mine because you get a little warmer at night. Mm-hmm. I like yours better, though. And when the girlfriend sleeps over, we can sleep under the same blanket, but not with you. And I like that arrangement, <laughs> to be perfectly honest. I don't want to be touched when I'm sleeping. I'm sorry. No. It is a queen-size bed. There will be three adult humans in it. You will still build a pillow wall between you and I so that we don't touch. I get So it goes human, human, pillow wall, rich. In a queen-size bed. In my defense... I get really hot when I sleep, mm-hmm. and I get really sweaty when I sleep. If if I get too hot, I get really sweaty. You don't really want anyone sweaty. breathing on you. You breathe their leftover air. Look, I can't I can't cuddle with someone facing them, face to face. I don't like it. I don't like their carbon monoxide going into my lungs. I can't do it. I can't breathe right now thinking about it. <laughs> it takes my breath away. I don't like it, and I don't like the sweat when I'm sleeping. So I don't want to. I don't want to be touched. It's nothing to do with me not. Loving, liking, or respecting my sleepmates, I just don't want to be sweaty. And when we had kids in the bed, they only seemed to bother you if they were going to puke. Yeah. <laughs> like in my armpit or something. <laughs> Potato chips. Disgusting. So she does what any sensible parent does. Hides the book and watches awful late night TV. That's what you do in this situation. It's so weird that she kept talking about how she didn't have any sleep. She didn't have enough sleep, but she was so tired. Why was she staying up late watching TV? Um, maybe she wasn't staying up late because she was watching TV. She was watching TV because she was up so late. I can relate to that. I watched so much shitty TV when I was up late just because I couldn't sleep. It was never me. She's so sleepy and so tired. Why is she not just going to bed? Like, go to sleep? Probably because her dreams. That's why I have trouble sleeping now. Because my bad dreams hurt me. And my good dreams hurt me, too. It sucks. It's bad. I don't like it. But this is like... I don't know when this movie takes place. I cannot put, like, a finger on it. Because her phone is shitty. Like, it's an old phone, right? Mm-hmm. It's not a cell phone. Well, well she does phone. have a cell phone. But it has, like, buttons and everything on it. It's an old cell phone. And she's watching these movies from the 40s and 50s. She watches silent films and shit at some point in time. That kind of was always on TV in the 90s. And, and the there's, kid watches DVDs. Yeah. Which would have been 2000s. Or now. Mm-hmm. But there's also sex line commercials. Like, I remember... Yeah. When I was a child watching like USA Up All Night or whatever or whatever fucking shitty local TV I was watching, the sex the sex line commercials would come on. And I distinctly remember one going, you don't have to be alone. Just call me. Pick up the phone. Do sex lines still exist? They can't possibly still exist. I have no idea. Why would sex lines possibly still exist? Just. Find somebody on OnlyFans now. Yeah, that's what I mean. They would not. They cannot exist. No one calls anyone. They only want to text. Pay two ninety nine a minute, a minute, to talk to someone 
that probably looks like fucking Shrek. So now you can pay two ninety nine a minute to see somebody play with their own feet. I don't think you even have to pay that a minute. OnlyFans? I don't think so. It must have done the trick, though, as uh, she's going to masturbate a little bit. Those sex line commercials <laughs> got her all hot and bothered, and she's going to go... Um, she's going to go masturbate. She's going to break out the vibrator, have herself a little party. The buzzing wakes Samuel. He enters the room near climax. Yes, yeah, he he really ruined that for her. And dives on top of her. Dives right on her while she's, like, coming. Yeah. That is very awkward. Mm-hmm. I would not like that. No, lock your door. Not like that. He is her protector and her cock blocker. He will block her. He will. He will protect her from monsters and orgasms. It's not a cock block if you're. No. If there's no cock. No, it's not a cock. What would it be then? It would be. Clitterference. Clitterference. We'll take it. Nice pull. She's still up. Like, she's still awake. She's mm-hmm. under the blankets a lot in, in this movie. She's under the blankets a lot. Never mind. She fell asleep, and the whole night passes very, very fast. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I don't know why. It was weird. And now she's late for work. So she she lies and says her kid's sick and everything. Yep. So she goes in and runs a bingo game. Have you, ever, have you ever gone to bingo? Not played bingo in school. Gone to bingo. Church bingo no. with the olds. No. The olds take it very 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 seriously okay (laughs) they are not there for you to fuck around and joke around or anything like that and don't you dare call a fucking false bingo they take this shit stone you this is serious business the most tense i think i ever was watching impractical jokers was when the guy's punishment was he had to just keep calling bingo at that bingo game full of old people yikes i thought for sure they were gonna murder him So the dude from earlier, Robbie, tells her to leave, and he will cover for her because he's a good chap. He's he wants in that poontang. He wants in that poontang, bringing it back. She does not go home to Sam. She eats ice cream in the mall and watches people make out in the car. Mm -hmm. I do not blame her. You like watching people make out? I don't blame her for getting away from her child. Mm -hmm. I don't like watching people make out if I have no chance to be involved. But I don't care. (laughs) yeah i wouldn't want to go home to that kid either no fuck that kid and but in the meantime freaking samuel has auntie claire and ruby upset with the babadook yes they're all fucked up with the babadook samuel is super into the babadook though and she's gonna believe in the babadook when it eats her insides yes so this is bad they go home. Robbie shows up with flowers and a plane because um, Robbie's parents always got him a plane when he was sick. I don't remember getting anything when I was sick except like ginger ale. Certainly not a toy. Yeah. I don't even. Salting crackers. Ginger ale and maybe or ramen. Or something. Maybe ramen or chicken noodle soup no, out of a can. I didn't get super ramen. Yeah. Toast. I would get toast. Yeah, toast. I have never had toast. Oh, my God. I didn't even realize this until right now. We're talking about being sick because when I was sick, the person that took care of me was my grandmother. I have had never had toast that tastes like my grandmother's toast Aww. since then. I don't know if it's just because I was a child. I'm remembering it more fondly because mm-hmm. of the situation. But toast has never been as good as th- when my grandmother made it. I can only remember my grandma being the one that took care of me when I was sick. Yeah. Like if I it. stayed home from school sick, I went to her house. Yeah, as as I got older, when I was sick, the person that took care of me was me. Right. Yeah, by the time I was living with my mom, like, I was I was doing it myself. I was taking care of my little sister when she got sick, too. 12, 13? If, if I'm sick. Yeah, just do it yourself. Yeah. It's peace out, asshole. Mm-hmm. Going to work. Like, real sick, too. Like, need to go yeah. to the doctor? Like, I have the flu. No, we didn't go to the doctor back then. Not for sick. <laughs> you just deal. Not for sick. No. <laughs> Not for just sick. Just sick is fine. You... And you get punished, too, for it. Yeah. Because if you feel a little bit better, they're like, you miss school, no video games. Uh-huh. What? What? I have the flu, and I feel better for this one hour, yep. and I can do nothing because I didn't go to school. Are you fucking serious? If, if our kids miss school, they can do whatever the fuck they want. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Maybe they can't go outside. Probably they can't. If we know that they're faking it to get out, 
yeah. then now you can't go outside to play. Right, but you can still like do the shit in the house. But if also do. if you've had a fever, you're not going outside because you're not getting everybody else in town sick. Correct. So it kind of depends on the sickness. I'm pretty lenient with like, eh, the kids can stay home from school. Like I, I'm looking at vacations and shit. I'm like, eh, I can plan a vacation during school and they can all just miss an entire fucking week. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Because honestly, like a family trip, if it's a good one, is more important in the long run than whatever they learn that week in school. So he's made a mess of his father's stuff. Um, please don't keep my stuff like a shrine if I kick the bucket. Boy, I ain't got enough room to keep all your shit as a shrine. You do have enough room to keep all my shit because all my shit's here. To keep it as a shrine, I'd have to gather it all up. Like You mean to tell me you couldn't put all my shit in the basement like that fucking person did? You could. It'd get ruined, but you could. Keep a couple items that are important to you. If I gathered all your shit from this whole house, it would take a whole room to put it in. Mm -hmm. Like, I wouldn't have an extra room to put your shit in, is what I'm saying. Basement. Have you seen our basement? Yeah, it's pretty messy. We need to clean that shit up. There's a bunch of glass in her soup. Uh, she obviously thinks this is Samuel and not the Babadook. I'm assuming it's the Babadook doing this, but I don't know because the Babadook isn't in yet. Right. Well, she just can't see him. I guess, yeah, because Samuel does see him. Mm-hmm. And now she finds the photo of her and her husband defaced. Again, she thinks it's Samuel, not the Babadook. This is the opposite of Poltergeist in every single way because she doesn't buy it at all. Right. She's at her wit's end. She barely likes this child. She is the opposite of the parents in the poltergeist. Mm-hmm. And there's it. only one of them. Yeah, yeah. So this one fits the... Um, remember last when we did the poltergeist, I was like, ah, this is refreshing. Mm-hmm. This is the uh, this is what I was talking yeah, about being refreshed from. Like this thing that is happening right now, this entire movie that I love. A thud. Samuel under the bed. The book is back. She tears it up and puts it in the trash. Game over. Movie over. Yeah. <clears throat> Time for Ruby's party, the happy ending. Ruby is uh, kind of stuck up, and Samuel is a massive pain in the ass. We find out Amelia used to be a writer, and Claire's friends have like these first world problems. They're like, it's so sad. I work with, I work with broken human beings too, mm-hmm. and they're sad. And I don't even have time to go to the gym anymore because my husband works so much. Mm-hmm. What a travesty. When this woman is doing all of it, she's working in... Yeah. Doing all the working, doing all the home stuff, doing all the child care. Yeah. Because she don't have a husband because he's dead. So she she gets insulted by it and insults them, rightfully, I think. Mm-hmm. Because they are aware of the situation and what she's going through. And then they immediately go on to talk about how their problems are so great. Yeah. But also, she is at her wit's end and she cannot continue to save face. Like, she can't, she can't keep faking it. No. It does finally come out from Claire, though. She can't stand being around Samuel. That's why she never goes to her house. Ruby bullies Samuel. Like, she's a cunt here. Mm Mm-hmm. And Samuel throws her out of a treehouse. Mm-hmm. Which, slight overreaction. Well, she was asking for it. Uh, I'm on Sam's side here. If it was another little boy, I probably would be, too. (laughs) Can't be chucking girls out of treehouses, though, that don't fly in our house. And if we had a treehouse, it wouldn't fly in that. And also, Ruby can't fly. No. Because she broke her Her nose in two places. Her entire face fucked up. And we get the classic, why can't you just be normal scene? Mm. Why can't you just be normal? Can relate to that, too. Yeah, yeah, that one. Holy fuck, yeah. You know, I can relate to this whole movie except the dead husband part. Yeah. Should I be scared? I don't plan on killing you. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Why well, don't she doesn't kill him? I don't. He think died you, in the car accident. I don't think you plan on killing me. Who's gonna do it? Oh, we both know. Who's gonna kill you? <laughs> then who's gonna kill you? Your newest best friend. Don't say her name when you figure it out. Yeah. Oh my god. Death. You're ridiculous. 
This kid is so fucking obnoxious. Apparently his brain overheated and he had a convulsion. But actually it was the Babadook. Yeah. He's at least getting a referral to a psychiatrist and she's begging to drug the child. So the doctor goes with a short course of sedatives. A week's worth. Most mothers don't like it. She is gonna masturbate about it. Yeah. <laughs> and plenty of time to fuck herself with her vibrator. He's taking his meds and they make a pact to protect one another. I don't think it can be understated how good Essie Davis is in this movie. Playing Amelia. Mm-hmm. She is fucking awesome. She's really good. I mean, the little boy's really good too. He you, is. You yeah, really I hated really him. hate him. She finally gets some sleep all the way to 11. So we're looking at a good 12 hours here, I'd imagine. Mm-hmm. And so does the boy. There's someone at the door. It's no one. Louder knocking. And the book is back. Ruins her blissful morning. She had this good night ruined by an unwanted intruder into her day. Uh, The book has become much more violent. There's more pages. There's more pages. Yes. She kills her dog, her child, and herself. Mm -hmm. So now she burned the fucking book. She calls Claire, but Claire's obviously little help. Even after Amelia tells her she's being stalked, which is kind of understanding from Claire's point. She's got to be about done with her fucking sister and her crazy child, too. I'd be like, you know what, sister, get your act together. Sister act. I don't know. Oh, my God. My sister's still pretty supportive. Yeah, but you're not fucking crazy like this woman is. Aren't I? No. Okay. This lady? No. So she hangs up the phone and the Babadook calls instead. And he's Babadooks. Babadook. Babadook. Do you think he really called or do you think it was a hallucination? I think there's a lot of hallucinations in this movie. Yeah. She is going to the police. The problem with going to the police is she burned all the evidence. Yeah. It's a bad idea. There's no evidence at all. None. And she just looks crazy. Yes. Because she is. Because she's out of her mind. Because she sees the Babadook at the police station. Yeah. Who um, is not an officer of the law. The Babadook. No. Has not gone through the academy. No. And she goes, how many have roaches? Because why the fuck not? Lots and lots of roaches coming from a hole in the wall. Mm-hmm. And the Australian CPS shows up. Because this woman cannot have one good day. No. She had a good night's sleep, and she is paying for it now. That's kind of how it happens, though. Like, it just all starts piling up, and it's like once you lose your shit, this, it just keeps coming. Like, you think, oh, well, I've lost my shit, so therefore things can only go... Get better. No. Yeah, I rarely just have a bad day because one bad thing happened. I can get over any one thing. My bad days are always... Um, I got out of bed in the morning and stepped on a can. And it starts with that. Okay. And then I'm out of deodorant. And then I drop my drink when I walk out the door. That's how my bad days start. And I know, I'm like... I get in the car, I sit down... Take a little shot of my vape, and I say, Rich, buckle the fuck up. And then I forget to put my seatbelt on (laughs) and get pulled over for it. That's how my bad days go. Okay. So the first thing um, she says that he says, Samuel says to the CPS, is that his mom drugged him, Mm -hmm. which is a great start. That's what I'm always the most afraid of with the kids when they meet people like that, is that they're going to say something that is probably technically true, in the worst possible way. Dude, that is what our one kid does. Remember when I was in Wendy's and I got everyone food and she yells, You never feed me! Yeah, which... She was being tube fed as we spoke. Yeah, she was being fed as we spoke. We did not feed her by mouth. <laughs> <laughs> But she was being fed. Because that was not how she ate. She ate with a tube in her stomach. But she yelled it, and everyone's looking. And it looks real bad, because I did give all the other kids food, and she's standing there with wearing a backpack, screaming, you never feed me. Yeah, you wa- you almost want to pick her up and like lift up her shirt and say, I do! <laughs> she's being fed, I, I do. swear I do, I promise. <laughs> Whereas the other embarrassing moment in wendy's wasn't it with my dad when one of them just screamed the hammer is my penis yes in wendy's yeah we don't go in the wendy's anymore (laughs) 
Mostly because they fuck up our order 100% of the time. So there's no hole behind the fridge, despite her saying there is. Um, she likes to watch the old lady watch TV, which is also weird. I'm assuming that old lady's watching old TV. And the Babadook's over there, too. Mm-hmm. He's everywhere. And she broke her plate or something she was yeah. watching. And she, so she's trying to keep the boy up now. Which she says it's because the medicine won't work, but I think she's just scared. Yeah. And she wants company. Mm-hmm. She eventually reads him to sleep, and then there's some crazy electrical happening happenings. Shit's moving, doors opening, Baba's ducking, all kinds of shit going on. You hated that. Mm-hmm. You hated that so much. Mm-hmm. You want to quit the podcast right now? Because of that. <laughs> I cannot believe how much you hated that. That is like the the least offensive thing, the tamest thing I've ever said. Baba's ducking. Twelve Baba's ducking. We could make a Twelve Days of Christmas for horror movies. Oh my god, I just made a Twelve Days of Christmas song joke last week. That's weird. Hmm. I should make a five, a Twelve Days of Christmas song about horror movies. I was at my OBGYN appointment, and she was like, "So you've had seven pregnancies, five live births." Two miscarriages, one adopted child, and I said, in a partridge in a pear tree. <laughs> See, we both make jokes when it comes to trauma. Yeah. That's the only way to deal with it. All of my trauma is just a joke to me. <laughs> it has to be at this point. All of it. So she's once again hiding under the blankets. I guess joking about your trauma and dark humor is better than like conjuring the Babadook and breaking your dog's neck. I'm on my way. Tries I'm about ready to dump that dog. <laughs> he loves you. Maybe this is a dream. Maybe she let him in. And by let him in, I mean in her mouth. Like he enters her mouth. No, he got her from behind. That was later. Oh. Yeah, he penetrates this woman <laughs> in many ways. Okay. Babadook, kind of a freak. Oh, yeah, this was in the bed. Yeah. Yeah, he got her, he got her from the front. Yeah, thing. he gets her right in the mouth. He's under our skin. I got you under my skin. Uh, fucking Babadook is in the old ass silent movies on TV. The Babadook's just everywhere at this point. Mm-hmm. He's Babadooking everywhere. And she's risking losing her job at this point because she just will not go to work. Her child is starving and there's no food in the house. Do you know what there is though? There's shit that he can eat. That's what she tells him. Well, why don't you go eat shit? Because that's gross. And I've been hungry for so long, there's no shit. (laughs) Like, there's no shit. Where am I going to get it? The dog hasn't eaten either. So she totally let the Babadook in. And she really hurt the boy's feelings. As a parent, like, when you hurt your child's feelings, when you do something like that, you know it immediately, and it crushes your entire soul. Yeah, it sucks. Like, you, like, she takes him for ice cream. You have to do. You have to go completely overboard. But you also just have to apologize to your kids and let them know that you're human and you mess up sometimes too. Yeah. And I think that's a good lesson for kids. Yeah, but it. Like I remember my mama really fucking up. She never said she was sorry. She was like, "Well, no. you should have fucking done that." No. <laughs> you made me do it. I apologize to the kids quite often. Like, mm-hmm. look. It's good to sit them down and be like, "I'm human. I mess up. I, I shouldn't have done that." I'm kind of an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean... You should probably go apologize right now. (laughs) Yeah, there's probably something I should apologize for. A look, anything. But when you say the word and you see it in their face, you're like, oh my God, what did I do? Yeah. And it's not like saying it to anyone else in the world. Like, And you could just see it. Yeah, it's horrible. This, I wanted this podcast to be funnier. We can't. This is too serious of a movie. It is. Like, we haven't even gotten into the deep shit of this movie yet. Yeah. This is all surface shit, but this is a deep, symbolic movie, and it fucking sucks. Hmm. So there's cockroaches in the car all over her. She crashes the car into another car and just leaves, because this guy's just yelling at her, and she's like, fuck it. Fuck it, at this point. Mm -hmm. She's like, oi, fuck it. No. They don't say that. Oi. No. (laughs) Oi, you blooming cunt. No. I can't do an Australian accent. I'm not cool enough. Obviously. So now they're bathing together fully clothed, which is abnormal behavior. <laughs> Sleeping with a violin, abnormal behavior. It's nighttime. Nighttime is very bad. She's awoken by someone saying there's someone in the house. 
and she's going to check it out. Come to find out, Sam called Mrs. Roach because there's not enough roaches in this movie. She has to be Mrs. Roach. Um, he was correct to do this. He knows something's up. He's yeah. very intuitive. Yeah. She and cuts the know. phone line. She's gone. Gonzo. Yeah. Cuts the phone line. She's pointing a knife at him. Promise nothing is getting in tonight. Gone. Zo. Nothing's getting in but the Babadook either. Ian, you let him in. Yep. She's still drugging him, though, and nearly stabbing him mm-hmm. and nearly choking the dog. Big bowls of ice cream and channel surfing now. Because, once again, she's still trying to keep her humanity. Her motherly instinct is still there to a point. I'm surprised there was not glass in the ice cream, though. Well, there wa- wasn't a soup. Yeah. But that was a Babadook. Yeah, and that was only her soup. But she is now the Babadook. That's why I thought there would be glass in the ice cream. Oh, okay. She's watching a report of a mother murdering her child. <laughs> I don't even think it's on the TV. Like, I think she's hallucinating all of that. Samuel sleepwalks to the basement, maybe, and Hubby is down there, so you know this ain't real. He needs her to bring him the boy so they can be together. And we all know what that means, because he's dead. Yeah. That means bring me the dead boy. The if lights are going absolutely... If absolute- a dead person wants you to bring him, or a live person, they're not going to be live very long. Yeah, they're not like, hey, cool being alive, bro. They're like, why ain't come be dead with me? It's awesome here. Mm-hmm. So the lights are going nuts. Babadook and harsh music. And he's really laying it on. He's coming down the chimney like fucking Santa Claus. She denies he's real, which makes him stronger. And um, this is when he goes in the back door. Mm-hmm. So she let him in twice. Once in the mouth, once in the back. And now she's completely full of Babadook. Yeah. She does indeed snap Bugsy's neck over this. Dog dead. She pulls a tooth out of her own face for whatever Ugh. reason. She does pull that tooth out for she's, no reason. She'd been rubbing her jaw every time she got annoyed. Yeah. And she was like, you know what? Fuck this tooth. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have nightmares about my teeth falling out. You do. I hear about them often because they happen often. Sorry. It's fine. Worse for you. You're the one having the nightmares. Time to get Samuel. She runs up those steps and she shows more life in those three seconds than the entire movie. So the Babadook isn't all bad for her. She kind of looks better as the Babadook. Like she, she has some color to her face. She's somewhat lively. I think she's more attractive as the Babadook. Oh my God. She's like not all disheveled and beaten. She has energy and she's a little punchy. I like a little insanity in a and girl. A little stabby. Yeah, I like a little. If there's, a, I like a, a little. I don't like there to be like a good chance I'll get stabbed. What but about? I, I don't want there to be zero chance either. What about that they'll crush your trachea? Well, I love girls that do that. Obviously, <laughs> right? They're my favorite. <laughs> if, if I can, if, if I can pick up a girl, <laughs> and she puts my trachea in the crook of her arm. And crushes it <laughs> with all the force her little body can muster. Just don't. T- so I have a sore throat <laughs> for the rest of my life. It's never gotten better. I'm sorry. Those are the girls I love. I love a girl that can tap me out like hoist fucking Gracie. Uh, she gets in. He pisses his pants. He dead ass shoots this woman with a dart, and then launches a baseball at her. Both of these are non-lethal blows. And the old lady's at the door. Mrs. Roach is at the door. Mm-hmm. Roach is in the house. Roach is at the door. She loves them both. They're going to Mrs. Roach's for the night. What a fuck. Why is her name Mrs. Roach? It looked like she had pulled herself together there for a little bit. Mm-hmm. But no. She's going to make it up to Sam first, though. She wants him to meet his dad, so he stabs her and runs to the basement. Yeah. He beats the fuck out of this woman. It is a real wonder he did not kill her. Mm-hmm. He did a real good job. Yeah. He shot her with a dart in the arm. He stabbed her very badly. Like, she is very stabbed. Where did he stab her at? In the leg? It looked like in, like, the thigh, which can kill you. Yeah. Big arteries there. Mm-hmm. And he, how does he knock her down? I forget how he knocks her down, but she, like, smashes off the floor. Yeah. So this... The head hit. Yeah. Like, um... She ain't going to wake up from that. Yeah, like the way you die yeah. when you fall. But maybe Babadook gives her some extra human strength. He ties her down what I thought was really good, but it turns out it's only pretty good. Yeah. 
She's broken free. She chokes the fuck out of this boy while he lovingly strokes her face. And love wins. She pukes out the Babadook mm-hmm. onto the floor. Bad news, though. You can't get rid of the Babadook. He's outside of her now, and he's dragging her around, dragging him around, throwing him, shaking a bed, fucking Oscar's back. The kid needed it. Yeah, he needed a little throttling. Somebody somebody gotta do it. Yeah. Bubba Doug just give us some discipline. Yeah, yeah. Some of that good, old-fashioned, Protestant discipline. So I do count this as Oscar's death, because his head gets cut in half. It's not that good, like... No. Effects wise? No. It's pretty bad. But uh, but the rest of the believable. effects are pretty good, so I'll let it slide. That maybe it was a choice they made on purpose. Because they did spend $2 million on this movie. That actually builds her resolve, though. She's calling the Babadook nothing, which only makes him stronger. She screams that motherfucker down, and he just kind of collapses to the floor and moans a bit. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, I am a pussy. <laughs> uh. And it screams and runs its bitch ass to the basement. Locked away with all her husband's shit. And we go to some other day. What's it been? About two weeks, they say, that he's been out of school. So maybe this is 10 days later. Mm-hmm. It's kind of bright out. He's having a birthday party. On, on his, his birthday. birthday. First time First ever. Time. He's collected about 7 million worms. Amelia takes them to the basement to feed the Babadook, which I don't know why the Babadook has to eat worms. The Babadook doesn't seem like he needs to eat anything. Because like your trauma... You can't get rid of the Babadook. Back outside, and the kid does a really impressive magic trick, like world-class magic trick. With the, the plate and the Yeah, dove. the bird. Like, yeah. where'd he get a bird? Well, all real magicians have doves, so. I know he did. It would have been a better magic trick if he'd brought um, Bugsy back to life, though. Oh, my God. So it's no longer the anniversary of her husband's death. It's her child's birthday. And that's the Babadook. There's a lot going on here. First off, did you love it? See, here's the problem. It was a really, really good movie, but I hate it. You don't like self-reflection. I don't. You hate it. It scares you. Yeah. Which why this movie scares you so much. Yeah. Like, this is... Besides ghosty shit and paranormal shit and throwing the boy around and you know shit like that this could fucking happen like Mm -hmm. just losing it going through what she went through and dealing with a kid that she's having to deal with alone and no support and everyone thinking it's all her fault like all that like that shit yes can make you lose it yes and then you end up being the lady that drowned your kids in the bathtub. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, these things happen. Yes. that's. I think that's arguably why it's so scary. Yeah. Like, because... Because the Babadook is not necessarily what... There's layers to this. There's, mm-hmm. you know, the ghost story of it where you see it and, you know, there's this crazy thing that she's literally feeding in the basement now. But there's also, like, it's trauma. Mm-hmm. And... She let it in. Like, she gave in to the trauma. Yes. And let it overtake and nearly cost her her kid and her own life. Yes, and it did cost the dog its life. Yeah, fuck that dog. Fuck that dog. It's just... So in the end of me, I think the allegory is essentially your trauma never goes away. Right. It'll always be, like, some part of you. Right, you have but to. But you can't let it consume you. Right. Or but you'll drag. you have to acknowledge it and be nice to it and feed it and mm-hmm. go deal with it mm-hmm. you know little bits at the time like she has to go to it every day and mm-hmm. give it its due because yeah. it's there calm and it if, love on it if you don't keep it calm it'll get ornery it was quiet that day but mm-hmm. sometimes it's louder mm-hmm. just like the trauma in your life I don't think like unless Unless you're, like, intentionally obtuse, I don't think you can see this movie as just a horror movie. Yeah, I mean, you'd it's, have, it's, you'd have to be, like, a kid. It's not... Like, you watching it when you were a child. Yeah, it's not It's not really... It is nuanced, because there are layers to it. Like, I don't think... 
I don't think my interpretation is the only interpretation of it. There's certainly other ways to look at it. Postpartum depression, just child abuse, acceptance of grief, um, even just how hard it is to be a single mom. Mm-hmm. Like all those things. Mom of a special needs kid because he's definitely special needs. Yeah. All those things are ways you can look at the movie entirely or pieces of it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I'd have a really hard time imagining someone believing, oh, this is just a ghost story because it's not it's it's not very far under the surface. No. That there's no, more to this to, movie. Yeah, you didn't have to look very far. Like you it's pretty obvious that Like there's a in. lot of nuance, but it's right out in the open. Yeah. But I, I think it's great. I know a lot of people I, I said it's a it's an excellent movie. It's a lot of people kinda very of, well done. A lot of people kinda ding it. And I don't know why. I don't know. Maybe because it was so popular. I don't know. But I don't. I don't. I could see it not being your cup of tea. I guess. But like, it's a good movie. Undeniably a good movie. Yeah. I think objectively. So the Babadook made ten point five million on a budget of two million dollars. It didn't have a super wide release though, so that's a pretty good haul for it, double in its budget. It has a ninety eight percent critic score. And a 72% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. One of those rare instances where I agree more with the critics than the audience. Also, when you're looking at like the audience score, I do think there's a lot of people that also are like you that are like, oh, I really don't want to self-reflect. I really don't want to deal with yeah, this, any of the trauma. Movie, um, and the, the movie makes call you. call me out so fucking much. Yeah, the movie makes you do it. Mm-hmm. And you can... It's it's you can tell it's well made because there are so many interpretations and I think most people can apply the traumatic experiences in their life, not parents or anything like that, mm-hmm. to what's going on in this movie, and it makes people uncomfortable. Yeah, and I think when horror is at its best, that's what it does. Yeah, you're supposed to be uncomfortable. It's good to be uncomfortable sometimes. It worked. It's how you grow. It's how you deal with some shit. So I gave it a four point five on Letterboxd. It's a very good movie don't see how it's gay i don't really get the gayness (laughs) i think they kind of just took that and ran with it because it was fun Mm -hmm. which is fine but babadook don't seem gay i don't think i'd want him to be like my icon either like if i was gay i'd be like yeah i'm like the babadook uh no i don't like that as much (laughs) are you gonna make me kill my fucking dog i don't i don't like that so do you have anything else to add no i I might need a therapist. You needed that before the movie, though. Well, this movie reminded me. All right, well, say goodbye, Carolyn. Goodbye, Carolyn.